Vantage Point Racing Podcast. All you ever wanted to know about racehorse ownership and more. Go behind the scenes with me, Ilka against Sarah Levesque, and get to know the stars of this wonderful sport of kings. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Vantage Point Racing Podcast. I'm Ilka Gansera Levesque, and my co-host is Stephen Wallace. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Um, I'm warming up after a day's racing at Huntingdon, a course where just once ran back in September 2020. And a jockey that day was Nick Schofield, and we're going to hear from him later in a short Q&A. And I won't mention the football, Ilka. Oh, my God. Moving on from there. Let's move on. Today's sponsor is Bone Care. Bone care is the missing link in bone health. The active ingredient in bone care is quinoquinone, a water-soluble bioavailable form of vitamin K1 and 2. The important thing to know about bone care, it's a supplement for horses, dogs, and humans. And um, if you want to know more about it, go check it out on my website. Well, thanks for that, Elka. Just to let people know what we've got in Episode 6, our Christmas edition, we're going to speak to another member of your team at St. Wendred's today, uh, Jean-Luc Chuvier, uh, a horse dentist. We've got a short Q&A, as I said earlier, with Nick Schofield. And we've also got a competition to win one of your uh, mugs with the Vantage Point Racing Club logo on, and more of that later. But first, uh, Kingwell, uh, he ran since the last podcast on the 3rd of November at Lingfield, how did he go? He was third again, and the horse uh, that won the race previously was second in that race, so the form is holding up well. Um, he's got a couple of entries for December. I'm really happy he picked up points for that ARC championship, all-weather championship thing. So, um, you know, we were nowhere near um, winning that one, even though he'd been third twice, and you get points for finishing in the first four. Um, so I was like, okay, we'll 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 focus on – December because these um, bonuses are month to month and then at the end as well when when this whole all weather season comes to a close there's also like the first 20 horses with the most points also get a bonus Um, and they always take the first three runs of each month into account so you kind of always have a do-over every month so um, he's in good form should run well this month and I hope to see you guys at the races so his first win could be coming soon then, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed on it, jinx it. But yeah, that's the plan. He's quite versatile with distance. I, I've noticed he's run over 10 furlongs and, and seven and a mile. Yeah, his his trip is a mile. Yeah, yeah. We started him off over seven, then we stepped him up. And then uh, over the summer on the grass, we we stretched him out once too because he's out of a real, you know, strong staying mare. Uh, but He's a miler. Well, we'll look out for him next time. And as in previous episodes, I spoke to another important member of your team, your horse dentist, Jean-Luc Chuvier. And this is what Jean-Luc had to say. Jean-Luc, what's your role in the St. Wendred's team? Well, um, I take care of the equine dental cares. Ilka, she's a vet, she's a professional, she's a trainer, and she knows that the, the teeth are very important, teeth and feet. Uh, why are we important? Because horses are very, very special 
they they have to chew. They have to they have to chew all their feet to be able to to survive. If uh, they need a good occlusions, and if they don't they don't chew their feet properly, they will have colics. They will lose weight. They'll have ulcers. They really have to have their teeth done. Why? Because the horses chew all the time. They warm their molar tables about four millimeters every year, and they create enamel points, which that's why we're here to to rasp the enamel point on the upper jaw buccal side and lower lingual side for the lower jaw. And um, that that has to be done. And the young horses between um, two months and four years, they have caps, deciduous teeth. They have caps and, and usually they come every four months. So that's why we go in doing April, August, December. That's the right time to get caps off. So you're visiting uh, Elka's yard I mean, at quite regularly then? Every four months we do the horses. And you've known Ilka, or you've known Stefan very long, a very long time. Oh, uh, Stefan must be, well, must be 25 years. But Ilka was talking to my wife. I don't really know. She was, uh, she was coming back. She was a work rider in, in Dubai. And she started to go out with Stefan. And she was going to be a vet. So it must be hmm, maybe 15, 16 years, I think. So what you're saying is... Um, a horse's teeth is a key part of the horse's health. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm a great believer. I was a believer before I was an equine dental technician. They do have to have their teeth done. Absolutely. And we've been speaking off air a bit, but how did you become a horse horse dentist? I mean, when we go to the dentist ourselves, it always looks a bit always a always seems a bit frightening, but the thought of being a <coughs> Horse dentist? Well, I, I can't believe that, really. Well, I um, I started 22 years ago. I was uh, I was working in a stable as a stable lad, and I was holding a horse for a dentist, an equine dental technician. And when I finished, I, I, I was 35 years old. I said to my wife, said, my wife is American. So I said, Robin, I think I would like to do this job. So within three weeks, I found a, a school in America run by a Dr. Hyde, a vet. So I went over there for a few months, and then when I came back, I uh, started uh, in England and in France, and I went qualify qualify in France with uh, the Vet Association, and that's it. I started uh, got the leg up in uh, knowing people in racing, and uh, that's it. And how long did it take to qualify to be a horse? Well, that was that was in two thousand. It was nothing around Europe at that time, so I went to America. And uh, when I came back, uh, the vet, the French vet association, start to took over for the equine dental technician to give us some exams, and that's it. But how many years did it take? Uh, well, it uh, it took me on and off about a year between uh, the exams and go with uh, an equine dental technician to learn and about a year. And do do horses like like human beings? Do they have like scale and polishes and fillings and things like that uh they do they do they do do fillings but uh, it's not really working well it does work i've seen a good works in england done and in france but they do have carries they do have uh, we they have a lot of problems pulp, pulp exposures and yeah infections oh yes yes they can get in trouble <laughs> like us but are, but are they well sedated when you're uh, practicing Oh yeah, you you have to sedate. Uh, some some are very nervous, 
And uh, like I said, I, I do race horses, so they're really well behaved and they've been surrounded by professional people. So it's really, uh, they should be sedated when you do do extract caps and yes. And how long would a particular treatment take? It could it could take between uh, 15 and 20 minutes. If I done it regularly, that's about, which is, you know, floating, take caps and take care of it, make sure you've got good motor table, good occlusions, and everybody's happy. And you've had a very varied career because you were saying that you were a work rider and you've worked for Sir Michael Stout and you've travelled around the world. Can you yep. let listeners know a bit more about yourself? Oh, <laughs> well, I... Um, I grew up in a farm. We always had donkeys and shower horses. And uh, 14 years old, I love my horses. I love horses. My mother said, okay, go, go. I was tiny, tiny, very tiny. So she sent me to a stable near our house in the center of France. And I uh, I don't think I can do a job without horses. I, I It's impossible. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good drug. <laughs> it's, uh, and uh, I think I will... Uh, Till I'm retired, I will uh, keep going. And you work for Sir Michael Stout, you were saying? I was for Michael Stout, yep, about three, four years. Uh, and, and that was uh, as a work rider, wasn't it, you were saying? Work rider. I was with, uh, at that time, it was uh, Walter Swinburne and uh, Paul Adrie. It was all those guys. And it was beautiful to do some work rider with those guys, professional people. It was a wonderful job. One of my best jobs in racing. And did, you get to, did you get to ride any famous horses? Well, uh, in France, yes. In England, in England, uh, oh, I should have I should have looked at my paperwork. <laughs> I, I, I'm probably I probably had some good horses because uh, Marcus did have good horses and uh, Sir Marcus that and uh, James Bancho had good horses and. I was always working, work riding all the time with those guys. So I, I probably had some good horses, yes. And, and as a dentist, Ilka was saying you worked with the dual arc winner, Trev. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Madame Head. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Trev. And I got some good ones, trotters and CSO horses, jumpers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> everywhere. But you know what? Personally, it doesn't matter if I do a. Uh, um, a little pony or Ilka, Elias pony, he have the same care than Trev. I mean, they have the same anatomy. They have the same problem. I don't really, you know, I, I used to do Abdan Maktoum, uh, 1.2, 1.8 million yearlings. We see that all the time. Frank calls, I've got, I do plenty. But it, it doesn't, doesn't make me, it's okay. They're all the same to me. I don't want to, I'll put pressure to anyone because we're going to do a three million pound horse or the 600-year-old <laughs> pony. To me, they're all on the same level. I, I really, it's nice. It's really nice to do some expensive horses, but I personally, I think they're all equal to me. It doesn't matter when I get to a box who they are. My job is to take care of them, teeth-wise, and uh, I'll do my best knowledge to do what I do. I thought the pressure would really be on when you're you're working on a dual arc winner. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> they are so well behaved. It, it doesn't. I mean, I, I do yearlings for the new market sale, and they just pre pre training, and I mean they're so well 
they they know they know they're here at school. They they know they have nice people. Nobody hurt them. There's no reason they they should be no. Yeah, it should be a touch wood, but I, I don't think it's a yeah. You you're right. I don't want to know how much they cost. <laughs> <laughs> and the final question I always ask uh, members of Elka's team: um, What's it like to work at St Wendred's? Oh, those guys are amazing. It's a, it's a number one stable. We You can go there any time of day and night. It's spotless. There is no stone on turn. Everything's done perfect. Everything. Uh, Ilka and Stefan, they're doing a very good job. Um, if I won the lottery, I would have horse with them. <laughs> they, they are really... They do anything. It doesn't matter. Everything, whatever they think is the best for the horse the horse get it and that's that's very they love the horses and that, that you can tell as soon as you arrive there and the horses are happy it's um, it's a good environment I, I do like uh, work for them well thanks very much to John Luke there Ilka how important is John Luke to the team at St Wendred's oh yeah I mean you can't train race horses without getting their teeth done and um, like he said, he thinks he's known me for 16 years. I think we've known each other for 13 years, but that regardless, uh, it's always, he's every, you know, four times a year we see him. And it's so when we get a new horse in, it's like, okay, when will John Luke be here? Put that horse on the list. You definitely need the teeth done. And then, you know, even riding horses, certain, you know, race horses are usually younger but, you know, with certain age come different uh, scenarios. So, yeah, a horse dentist is a must for any horse of any age. And Jean-Luc certainly got a good uh, CV, hasn't he? Having worked uh, for Sir Michael Stout and worked on Trev, as he said in, the, in, the, in my interview with him. Yeah, yeah. He's a world traveler. He's been all over the world. He's done teeth all over the world. And then, so, yeah, that's what racing is. That's the beauty of horse racing. It's it's a it's a global sport and good horses will take you all over the world and and that's what we all hope for is to get that good horse. And for our Christmas edition, we've also got uh, listeners ch- a chance to win a prize. What have you got lined up and what? How do they win the prize? Uh, well, there is a um, Vantage Point Racing travel like coffee mug. What you have to do is. Like, subscribe, and share on Twitter. And then, if you if you are on other uh, podcast platforms like like we are, like Spotify or Stitcher, the same. And then um, leave a comment in the comment section. And the question is: Would you like to read out the question? The question. Oh, we've we've. we've uh, you can tell this is a live podcast. We've forgotten the question. The question is: What road is St Wendred's on in Newmarket? And it's so easy. So you guys better get cracking. The first correct answer is um, wins the prize. So, you know, get a move on. Put that put that in the comments section. And if anybody, um, if you don't win and you'd like to buy a mug, it's one of Elia's creations. Um, go uh, onto Teespring or onto eliascrafts.com and, and you can get T-shirts, hoodies, whatever, um, in the Vantage Point Racing logo on. So. Hurry up and share, subscribe, and like, and put that com- you know the answer into the comments section. 
Yeah, yeah, and on the Twitter, Twitter page is Vantage Point RAC. Uh, you could probably put some photos, certainly a photo of the mug that uh, the winning entry is going to win. Yeah, that would, that's a good idea. Yeah, put the, when, once you receive the prize, please put a picture of you having a coffee or a tea in it. And when do they have to have the entries in by? By, oh, I want them to get it before Christmas. Um, let's give them... Um, if you get the end, um, the correct answer in by the fifteenth of December, you know, then then the Royal Mail has no excuse; should be there by Christmas. So fifteenth of December. So we've got about a week then for people to uh, get their answer in and uh, the chance to win a Vantage Point Racing Club mug. Yeah, great. Ilka, I also caught up with just once regular jockey Nick Schofield, who's currently off injured, for a short Q and A. Let's find out if Nick likes Strictly Come Dancing or I'm a Celebrity. What were you like at school and what was your favourite subject? Average. Um, P was my favourite subject. So nothing educational then? Um, I, I, I passed all my GCSEs, but I soon left um, to follow my jockey career. Have you got any unusual hobbies? Um, no. No unusual hobbies. No have unusual you got, hobbies. Have you got a tattoo? No. And would you have one? I'm not against it. Um, yeah, but no, no, I'm not against it. What about so, Strictly yeah. or I'm a Celebrity? I'm a Celebrity. Ah. So would you go in the jungle yourself? Yes. You would? Why, why is yeah. that? It looks quite fun. I, I, I've never watched it before this series. and. Um, I thought Mike Tindall and um, a few of the others were good entertainment. So you think you'd survive in the jungle? Um, I'd try my best. (laughs) Here's a bit different. If you could win either the Grand National or the Cheltenham Gold Cup, what would your preference be and why? Tough question, but Grand National. um, I think it's the biggest steeplechase out there. Um, I finished third and fourth in the race previously so it's given me a taste of what it could be like but yes grand national what's your favorite race course and why favorite race course is exeter um predominantly because i grew up around there and it's a fabulous jumping track um with great fences and it's two miles around in the proper national hunt track and if you could ride any horse in history flat or jumps what horse would that be? Oh, um, I think Corto Star. He won a Tingle Creek and a Gold Cup, um, and God knows how many Grade Ones. He was phenomenal and um, quite possibly one of the best steeplechasers um, we had in this country. Uh, Constitution Hill or Honeysuckle for this year's Champion Hurdle? Uh, Constitution Hill. You think he's the real deal? Yeah, yeah. He's done nothing to suggest that he's not the real deal. And um, as big a fan as I am of Honeysuckle, I think this will be our biggest opponent. What's your favourite other sport and why? Rugby. Um, because a few of my friends growing up uh, are good rugby players and um, I enjoy following how they get on and um, enjoy the sport. 
I thought you were going to say, say show jumping. Yeah, that that would be um, not far behind. But far race, far forgetting horses, um, rugby would be my dominant sport. And on the subject of sport, where we've everyone's got World Cup fever, who's going to win the World Cup? Um, I think it's between Brazil or France, but I'd probably side with um, France. Right, final question. You're off injured at the moment, Nick. Uh, what's your current position and when are you likely to be back in the saddle? I'm hoping for the new year. Um, my bones are healing well, thanks to bone care. And I'm hoping to be back the new year. I'm doing rehab now and you know, um, we'll be back and then give um, next year a good go. Well, best of luck for that. Uh, best of luck for the new year and hopefully then you'll yeah. be back to ride uh, one of Ilka's jumpers again soon. Yeah, no, fingers crossed. We look forward to it. Do you fancy a trip to the jungle then, Ilka? I can hack the jungle, but um, I can't hack watching Strictly Come Dancing. Like You'll never find me sitting in front of the TV watching that, but I forgive Nick. He's off sick. Injured. And one of our Vantage Point Racing Club members, Debbie Nichols, is also with us again for episode six. Debbie, would you go in the jungle or, or would you prefer to be on Strictly Come Dancing? You know what? The one thing I can't stand is rats. I don't mind snakes. I don't. I, I'm not sure about eating eyeballs of anything. But if they put me anywhere near a rat, I would be out of there without being boated out. So I'm going to go for strictly. Right. So you're a good dancer. I like a bit of dancing in the right moment. And Elka, you were at Tattersalls last week, and I believe you were actually in the ring on Tuesday the 29th when the like of Alcohol Free and Saffron Beach were up for sale. Yeah, what I did was I, I went and I did the school run and I picked Ilya up and I took her with me because we specifically wanted to see Desert Barry go through the ring because uh, we know her her owner and he's also the breeder of the yearling I got in book three, the See the Moon yearling that I named. Thank you, Baroness. So um, Ilya knows Gary quite well from Strawberry Field Stud. So um, we were there for that. We missed Saffron Beach, but we just got in time to see Desert Berry. And then when we walked out, the first person we bumped into was Gary Robinson from Strawberry Field Stud. So it was a great experience. And then on the way home from Tats uh, to the yard, Ilya said, oh, I really want to do a scrapbook with all the great things that have happened in my life. So... This was one of those experiences. It was so full. There was no, there was, you know, people were sitting on the floor, on the steps. Everybody was squished in. It was so full. I've never seen it that full. And Desert Berry was the mayor of this year's Derby winner. Yes, the, the mayor of Desert Crown and in full to Nathaniel. So in full with a full sibling to the this year's winner, Derby winner. And what was the atmosphere like when you were in there for that? There was uh, not much room in there, was there? No, packed. And um, usually once it's, the bidding goes over a million, then it starts to become really quiet and you can almost hear a pin drop that people are holding their breath. So, yeah, it's an experience. And with this episode being our last episode before Christmas, episode six of the Vantage Point Racing Club, what plans have you got at St. Wendred's over Christmas? You must still be busy. Well, the nice thing about Christmas is just Christmas Day is the day where it stops everywhere. But even if if you're like a 
proper jumping yard and we don't have any jumpers right now, Boxing Day will be crazy busy. So those horses will all have to go out. But we, what we do as a family is uh, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, the German way, even though Stefan is French. Sorry about that. I put my foot down for that one. There are two things. Our, we wear our, our wedding rings on our right ring finger. That's like the German one, German way. And we do Christmas on Christmas Eve. I would not budge on that. Um, so he had to give in, but it's still nice. You know, he survived. Um, so we do, Elia usually has to sing because she's in a church choir in Cambridge on Christmas Eve. And then afterwards, when it's dark, well, it gets dark at 3.30 anyway, but the lights are on. And then we do our presents and we eat seafood on Christmas Eve. And on Christmas Day, we sleep until seven and we still have to do the horses, but we kind of like keep that gate locked, do all the work and then, you know, have a nice family day. And then it's on, on Boxing Day, it's back to normal training. So it's the one day of the year when you get a chance to uh, have a bit of a break, really, then. It's like uh, everybody else's Sunday. That's our Christmas day. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's about all for me, Ilka. I'd just like to thank uh, Jean-Luc and Nick for their interviews in this edition of the Vantage Point Racing Club. And hopefully more uh, members of your team can be on the show in 2023. Thanks to all the guests I've spoken to and best wishes to you and Debbie for 2023 and at both have a happy Christmas. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephen. And I wanted to thank all our listeners and all the supporters at St. Wendred's. Thank you, Stephen, for your time and Debbie. I know this always is, uh, well, It's it's been quite straightforward. And sometimes when you want to do things, you just got to sit down and get it done. But um, it's still great that you always commit to doing the podcast with me because I wouldn't be able to do this on my own. And just like looking forward to actually December 21st to roll by. So the days start getting longer again. That's always like the cutoff. I think always um, November and January are so gloomy. It's always nice now to have the Christmas lights up and and just um, let's crack on for 2023. And I wish you guys all a Merry Christmas and have a good start into 2023. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. Join the Vantage Point Racing Club today. Watch the horses that you put your money in run their race. Free racing tickets, meet the horses and the team, including the jockey, trainer, physio, and everyone else. Come to open days and get a welcome gift. Get weekly updates on all the horses in the club. New to racing? Not to worry. You will learn all about it. Ask questions anytime. Tune into my month-to-month podcast featuring racehorse ownership, info, and more. All just for 20 pounds a month. We look forward to meeting you here at St. Wendrick's. If you love racing, come and share it. 